Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. Don we now our gay apparel. Fa la 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 la. Troll the ancient Yuletide carol. Fa la 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 la. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good, for goodness' sake. Cuidado, no llores, no faneca, porque Santa Claus is coming to town. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the December 22nd holiday edition of I Am, Are You? The nation's longest-running lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender radio news magazine. Out front and out loud since 1974, I'm Miss Barbecue. I'm Wenzel Jones. And I'm Steve Pride. Our opening song was Neil Patrick Harris from A Very Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas. <laughs> because classic. It's, classic, right? Because it's Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Festivus, Winter Solstice Show. And in honor of this, Miss Barbecue has come dressed as the Virgin Mary. Virgin, honey. I'm here with my Festivus poll, and Steve comes to us as a lit menorah, thanks to the offices of Mr. Manischewitz. <laughs> mm, that's a lovely, <laughs> that's a lovely Festivus poll. Wait, the Virgin Mary was old. like, thank you. Was like 13 years old. So Let's I'm all dance around it, shall we? Yes, shall we? <laughs> I want to thank the I'm you dancers for an amazing number they did with Neil Patrick Harris. It was amazing. At the top of the hour. Yes. It was Disney Choreographed perfect. Choreographed by Miss Michelle Marie Gibson. Yes, it was. She is the best. She's the best, man. <laughs> well, while it's not a holiday story tonight, I will talk about a sweet story. A gay couple together for 58 years whose life is now a movie called The Circle. And Vash Bodhi talks to a gay Santa Claus. And we dust off an old chestnut from the Celebration Theater I'll call Secret Santa, mainly because that's a title. Plus, we share lots of LGBT holiday music and there will be frivolity in abundance. There always is. Frivolity. Abundance. The Circle <laughs> is the only film to ever win both the Teddy and the Audience Award at the Berlin International Film Festival. It also won the Grand Jury Prize at LA's Altas this year, and it was Switzerland's entry for the Oscar. And Steve Pride has the story. Sprechen die Männer von Treue, lächle ich nur vor mich hin. The Circle, or Der Kreis, 
was the only gay organization in Europe to survive the Nazi period, and it became a model for similar organizations in other countries, even the U.S. Both as an organization and a magazine, it predated anything happening here. My name is Stefan Haupt. I'm the director of this film, The Circle. Our film tells the story of The Circle, which was a clandestine organization of gay men in Zurich that had a magazine and that uh, started the magazine in 1942 and it ended in 1967. And then it's also the love story of two men from Zurich, Rabbi Rapp and Ernst Ostertag. And it's the story how they met in the circle and how they fell in love and had a, a life together now. And they were the first couple to get married in Switzerland in 2003. My name is Ernst Ostertag and I'm in January 85 years old. And we are a couple together. Robbie and I, for 58 years. My name is Rabbi Rapp, and it is great pleasure for me to be here in the States with this special film. Well, how did you meet? I first saw Robbie in the Opera House, and he was sitting in the audience, and I saw an angel drifting by, and uh, I immediately fell in love. But I had no possibility whatsoever to see him again, nor to talk to him. And then uh, several months later, I went to the circle, uh, to a big festivity there, and it was for me the first time to be in the circle for a festivity. And they gave a theater, and uh, there was a lady in the part of this theatre, and she was trying to separate a pair of two men. And um, I knew how wonderful this person acted. And I said, it's impossible to be a man. It must be a lady. There were some others around, and they said, well, we know it's not true. And I said, I beg a hundred Swiss francs, which was quite a lot of money at the time. And I lost, because after the show, they brought him, and it was this angel I saw in the opera house before. And then I tried to make myself a little bit big uh, to, <laughs> to attract his attention. But he had no eyes for me. He was the star, the big star. Everybody knew him. So there was no possibility. Much later then, uh, we happened to meet in a gay bar. And there we had possibility to speak the first time to each other. That was in 1956. And what is your side of the story? It was quite difficult to meet Ernst. But the first time when I saw him in the Christ, and he spoke so fantastic and I was really touched and he was so intelligent and I would like to meet him nearer but it was quite difficult because I don't only Ernst and no address, nothing and this makes it difficult to know him but then in this bar at the Saturday evening the, from the 3rd November uh, 56 
we could speak together and we find out we have the same way home nearly and we walk together and so began our big love. And you two have been together again how long? 58 years. 58 years. And what's the secret of 58 years? It's very easy to say I live with my mother together so I was not so attacked by the police. And I loved Ernst, and I bring him home to my mother, and she was very pleased, and she says, now I have two sons. And I learned quite a lot from Ernst. He was intellectual and came from a very good situated family. We are poor. My father died in 37 and my mother has to work. And I had the chance to have as a child roles in the theater. So I was in the theater area and for me was never a problem to be homosexual because it was really natural. And to the cries I came because the leader, Rolf, was also an actor, and he met me in a theater. And then he asked, I need a young man to play the woman parts in the theater, and would you like to do it? And I tried it, and then it came out, and it was very good, really. What was the secret of being together for 58 years? What is it about this man that keeps you interested? We respected each other all the time, and we have been very true. We had not lies and so. I think that helps a lot, and I would like not to change Ernst because I loved him. And I never say, you must do this or you must do that. It was not necessary and so I learned very much from him because I couldn't uh, English for instance I know I had to learn more French also because with his profession as a teacher he had much more holiday as I and he made some friends everywhere and they came sometimes also to Switzerland and I couldn't speak with them so I learned English, and that helps a lot. And what is it about Robbie that has kept you interested for 58 years? It's just because I love him. I love him dearly. And because, and I knew to respect, as Robbie said, to respect uh, uh, the partner as an uh, entire person and not to want to change him. But in the contrary, I would like to develop his personality the way he wants to be developed. The last question is, Stefan, what do you hope the audience takes away from this film? Es geht um Liebe, which means it's all about love. The main subject that we share is love, our desire to love, our desire to be loved, and this is what unites us. So my big aim was that this film is working towards uniting all people, all of us that are of the same flesh, you could say, and get rid of this thing of uh, 
divide the people into this minority and this minority and the other majority and whether it be sexual orientation or color of your skin or whatsoever or belief or whatsoever to work toward accepting us in different ways but I hope the film opens up the eyes for this when you watch it. This has been a visit with writer-director Stefan Haupt and the film subjects Robbie Ropp and Ernst Ostertag. Find more information online at thecircle-movie.com. I'm Steve Pride. Thanks for listening. Ich glaube fast, ich bin ein Teddy The Circle, or De Christ, is playing at the Lemley Music Hall in Beverly Hills through Christmas Eve. Check local listings for theater near you. So, Steve, did you see this movie? I've seen this movie several times. So, do you think it's them, or was it Swiss culture 60 years ago in Zurich? Because there was no shame, no trauma. It's like, that was the sweetest, it was, most it gentle was so love story. sweet, wasn't I it? I know, it's like, there was no, nobody... There is I a fell dark in love. Side. There was a very dark side in Switzerland. It was legal, but then the mm-hmm. society turned against homosexuals. Mm-hmm. There were some murders... Oh, my. Because it became like a mecca because it was such a great place for gays Mm -hmm. that a lot of people came there, including foreign prostitutes. And there were some murders, and suddenly they started cracking down on gays. There were lists made. Ernst was in danger of losing his job as a teacher. Oh. Oh, Robbie was arrested in drag. So there was some drama. Arrested in drag? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you point point to barbecue like that, Why do you point to me like that for? Why are you looking at me, Steve? (laughs) I mean, there's always a dark side. But yeah, they were very progressive early on in the country. But people are not always in sync with the laws. Well, it's very romantic. I mean, just just to hear that kind of 58 years with somebody and and still wanting someone to develop as a person. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so Well, romantic. Wenzel's been with Bob for what, 67 years now? It just feels like that. <laughs> Enough said. You're not going to talk about that? Not right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on, we are going into a documentary that Vash Bodhi interviewed for. The movie is called Finding Santa. This is Vash Bodhi, and I had only one thing on my Christmas list for Santa to TTV. Talk to Vash. Of course, I got my wish, and Santa Jack, star of the hilarious and touching documentary Becoming Santa, stopped by to do just that. TTV. I know this is a busy time of the year for you, Santa. Thank you for stopping by. So, how did you become Santa? I got the idea to make the movie 10 years ago. My original idea was to get another actor, and Jeff and I would follow that person through Santa Claus School and then on each job that they would get after school. We talked to several actors about doing it, and we couldn't find anybody that would agree to do it. We had one person who was semi-interested, but I felt that they were interested in, in getting in there and trying to wreak some havoc in the Santa world, and that is not what we wanted to do. And it just took that long for me to finally say, all right, I'm going to go do this, and did it myself. What surprised you during the making of this documentary? When Jeff and I embarked upon upon the project, we were concerned that we would encounter some gross Santas. The idea that the guy who's playing Santa at the mall is this out-of-work bum that only gets work in December is a little pervasive in our society. And while I didn't expect that to be the norm, I thought we might encounter a few of those. uh, And we didn't encounter any of those. Um, And the reality is that all these guys that play Santa 
are doing it out of the kindness of their heart, that they have the Santa heart before they go to it. And the guys that go to it just to make money at it don't last long because it's a much harder job than they expect it to be. It looks like a tough job, but do you ever get any special treatment? I went to the DMV because my driver's license expired and was checking in at the DMV. And the woman behind the counter said, do you play Santa Claus? I said, I do. And I gave her a nice sticker because I carry naughty and nice stickers. She said, oh, I knew it. She was so excited and so, so happy to have a sticker. And, and so I went and stood in line and her boss came over to me and stuck her hand out and said, I want one. And I said, I'm sorry, one what? And she said, I want a nice sticker. I said, well, you're being naughty right now, but I'll give you one. And I gave her a nice sticker. And she said, thank you. You go right to the front of the line. And I was in and out of the DMV in 15 minutes. And I felt a little guilty because there were some elderly people standing in line. But, hey. (laughs) Always get VIP Santa. So any moments you're a little less proud of? I made one mistake on the train ride. There was a little girl who followed me everywhere on the train, on one of the rides. Every time I turned around, there she was asking when I was going to get to her. And I said, well, I don't know where you're sitting, but if you go sit down, I'll be there as soon as I can. And then she started telling me how her brother had been bad and shouldn't get anything for Christmas this year. And the mistake that I made was in my Santa mode, when I finally got to she and her brother and their parents, I said to her brother, your sister tells me you haven't been good this year. And that was a huge mistake. He lunged across the seat at her. So that was that was probably the, the one big mistake that I made. Well, do you have a favorite story about creating that Santa magic? In the film, we do sneak and peeks. And a sneak and peek is Santa comes to the house on Christmas Eve after the children have gone to sleep and starts putting presents under the tree and stuffing the stockings. And the parents wake the children and say, you know, come downstairs, be very quiet. We can't let Santa see us. And last year, I did a sneak and peek for uh, some friends of mine. And their daughter uh, was six or seven at the time. And they woke her up, and I was in the living room putting presents under the tree. And they just opened the door a crack, and she saw me and screamed and ran back to bed. Her parents explained to me later, she said Santa's not supposed to see her. She didn't want to get in trouble because she had seen Santa. Well, that was last year. And last week, this friend called me and said, she just said to me out of the blue, Daddy, what did Santa do last year that made so much noise that he woke you up? She's a total believer now. <laughs> you know, She's going to believe it longer than any of the rest of her friends because she's going to say, no, I saw him. And my parents were right there with me. In the film, it said that you could be one of the top Santas in the world. What do you think about that? Uh, Tip O'Neill said that all politics are local politics. And when you get down to it, the best Santas are local Santas. Ernest Berger is the best Santa to go visit a military family. He's ex-military himself. He shows up in that fatigues outfit with the fur lined, and the family immediately knows that he understands them, and he is one of them. Santa D. Sinclair, who bills himself as the real black Santa and works in Atlanta. Great guy. He's an awesome Santa for his community. I don't feel as though I, I have a community in my neighborhood where I am the Santa for that community, for, you know, for Hollywood as we know it. As a gay male, have you ever considered being the gay Santa? I put a lot of thought into that because Mrs. Claus is a big part of the Santa culture, even though she only came into the picture 100 years ago. I don't, ha- I, you know, I don't work with a Mrs. Claus. I wouldn't advertise myself as a gay Santa. I'm Jack Sanderson, who happens to be gay. It's not the center of my identity. And frankly, for the film, it's off topic. And I don't know that a gay Santa serves a purpose because I feel like Santa should be for everyone. 
ultimately, there's nothing about sex that has anything to do with Santa. <laughs> Look, I bleached my hair white, and a couple of guys started calling me a polar bear. And this was a new term to me. Like, I always knew, like, I always knew I was in the bear category, right? But now with my hair white, it's like, hey, you're a polar bear. I'm like, uh, Santa doesn't like that. <laughs> so, Santa, do you have any words of wisdom that can help us throughout the year? Santa Tim Conahan, who's one of the top Santas, talked about the importance of secret giving. If you need something and I give it to you, you should not feel beholden to me. You should, you're just able to appreciate it. You're able to appreciate that somebody knows what you're going through and cares. That's the key. If it's me and you're beholden to me, you're going to try and figure out, well, gosh, what can I do to pay him back? Or how am I indebted to him now? And there should not be any debt in charity. When I give you something and I give it anonymously, I benefit as well because I feel good about what I've done. That's true charity. Well, Santa, I want to thank you for taking the time to hang out with me. And in the spirit of true charity, I have to let you know that you already are the real, bona fide Hollywood Santa. What other Santa stars in his own movie, does the press circuit, and then goes on an international tour, but the real deal? You can find Becoming Santa on Facebook, where you can get updates, photos, and learn how you can get your very own copy of one of the best films of the year, Becoming Santa, starring Hollywood's own Santa Jack. Wishing you all a happy holiday season. I'm Vosh Bodhi. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> oh, Vosh, we'll work on your hose. Okay, cool. Wait, was I just dissed by Santa? Until next time, remember, y'all, TTV, talk to Vosh. Well, Jack Sanderson is still jingling his bells every December 21st, 4th. I guess I was ready for Christmas yesterday. That I was guess so darling. That was darling. Yeah. Finding was Santa, darling. you can rent it on Amazon Video or Hulu Plus, whether you are naughty or whether you are nice or and, just a hoe. And both Barbecue and I sat here and went, Santa school? Santa school? This <laughs> yes. is new to me. I loved it. It was so It worked on your hose, Just the whole idea. Work I'll, on your hose. <laughs> although I'm so sad to hear that the days of the gin and aqua velva Santa are no longer. Yes, well, it's such it's, a childhood classic. Well, 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 the whole notion of giving is, is, is uh, I like that they, they, they communicate that to each, each of the Santas. It's know? that time of year. Yeah. It's all about the love. Yes. It has nothing to do with shopping. Have you been naughty or nice this year? I have been off the chart. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I have no comment. None. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> After the break, we'll, re- we'll, we'll revisit a radio play from the Celebration Theater written by producer Nancy Beverly. And we should mention that while there was no news wrap this week, you can hear a new special edition of This Way Out about the explosion of marriage equality in the United States this year called Courting Marriage 2014 on free podcasts at thiswayout.org, Stitcher Radio On Demand, or on iTunes. Don't go away. We'll be right back. But first, here's a little bit of Disco Santa from the Men of Holiday Express. Oh, my.
the Christmas special coming up now on the Rainbow Minute. One magazine was the first gay publication with a national circulation. Its first issue was published in January 1953. The December 1954 issue cover sported an illustration of Santa Claus wearing high heels, floating in the air surrounded by jingle bells and snowflakes. Inside the magazine, short stories of contest winners were printed with a list of the winners. First place was Jody Shotwell, who wrote The Gateway. She received a $25 cash prize. Also in the issue was a special holiday rate for subscriptions to the magazine given as gifts. Two subscriptions for $4 mailed in a plain, unsealed envelope, or two subscriptions for $6 mailed in first class and sealed. Single issues sold for 25 cents. The Rainbow Minute is produced by Judd Proctor and Brian Burns at WRIR in Richmond, Virginia, and read by volunteers like me, Roby Martin. Hello, I'm Robbie Rogers from Los Angeles Galaxy, and you're listening to IMRU Radio Magazine on KPFK-FM, 90.7 Los Angeles, 98.7 Santa Barbara, 99.5 Ridgecrest, China Lake, 93.7 San Diego, or streaming online at kpfk.org. For the rest of us who dream alone at night, snow covered scene, through child's eyes, trees are stretched in evergreens, darker in our lives. First of all, for the rest of us, a heritage, a heritage of strife. First of all, for the rest of us. A heritage, a heritage of strife First of all, for the rest of us Trust me you won't know part of this life First of all, many Christmases ago First of all, I went to buy a doll for my son First of all, I reached for the last one they had First of all, but so did another man as I rain blows upon him, I realize there had to be another way. And so, a new holiday was born. A Festivus for the rest of us! Winslow Jones, what the hell are you doing with that Festivus pole there? Stop, I'm decorating <laughs> we're, we're, we're back. it. Welcome back. You're listening to RMRU Radio. I'm Steve Pride. I'm Wenzel Jones. And I'm Miss Barbecue, and the time is now 7.28. The song coming out of break was Festivus from our delicious and ice-blue-eyed friend Tom Goss. Love him. I love mm-hmm. him. One, two, three. Mm. <laughs> well, that really puts me in the holiday. That and then the Shevitz puts me in the holiday spirit. So here's a few more tunes to keep the Yuletide gay. 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 Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. Ye family lesbians make good taste you display. You don't give up your fashion choices just because you're gay. With baggy pants and baseball caps and shirts in disarray. There's something in between a bimbo toy on a playboy. And dressing up just like a 12-year-old boy. 
Then gay men with shaved bodies and their moisturizers came, bedecked in youthful shirts that bear the Abercrombie name. They hit the gym in butch attire to banish all the shame that they felt deep down when they were 12-year-old boys with too much poise. So now they want to look like 12-year-old boys. I do not look like that, you think it isn't right, you say. But if it isn't true of you, your partner looks that way. Seems men and women share one thing in common when they're gay. We all seem to look like 12-year-old boys, or we use ploys to attract the folks that look like 12-year-old boys. If I wear a fairy on a Christmas tree, Oh, how happy and gay I'd be I'd weave my magical dreams of joy For every little girl and every little boy Oh, hey, Will, your brother just got here. Oh, look what he's got with him. A little Christmas queer. <laughs> just play it with the queer stuff in front of my mom. I don't think she can handle having another gay kid in the family. I, I remember one Christmas, she was so excited when I asked for two G.I. Joes because she thought I was building an army. <laughs> she freaked when she realized I was really building a home. Gay bells ring. And down in the lane. That's what it is. It's a beautiful sight, and we're happy tonight, aren't we? Walking in a winter wonderland. Far away is the blue bird, and here to stay is a new bird. What's your name? He sings a love song as we go along, walking in a winter wonderland. In the meadow, we could build a snowman and then pretend that he is Parson Brown. He'll say, are you married? We'll say, no man. But you could do the job while you're in town. In a while, we'll conspire, Russell will perspire, as we dream by the fire, to face unafraid the plans that we made, walking in a winter wonderland. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? Down in the lane, snow is glistening. Beautiful it's a beautiful sight, we're happy, we're happy tonight, walking in a winter wonderland. Gone away is the blue bird, I don't know where he's gone. Here to stay is a new bird. He sings a love song as we go along, walking in a winter wonderland. In the meadow we could build a snowman, and then pretend that he is Parson Brown. 
he'll say, are you married? We'll say, no man, but you can do the job while you're in town. In a while, we'll conspire as we dream by the fire to face unafraid the plans that we made. Walking in a winter wonderland. Walking in a winter wonderland. Walking. That medley began with a snippet of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas with, of course, the famous Judy Garland. Followed by the instant classic God Bless You, Femi Lesbians from the Kinsey Six. And if I were a fairy on a Christmas tree, no, that's a question. It's a song, okay, (laughs) with Doria (laughs) O'Brien. And finished with Julian Clary's Winter Wonderland. And next up from our archives, which is why when we have an archive drive, you should contribute. We have something from that local resource, the Celebration Theater, one of the nation's oldest gay, lesbian, bi, trans, whatever, theaters in existence. And anyway, years ago, they recorded live a lovely little present for us called Secret Santa. So let's hear it. Secret Santa by Nancy Beverly. A gay bar in West Hollywood, Christmas Eve, 11 a.m. Not a creature is stirring. Well, hell, the place just opened. The two main bartenders are setting up for the day, Brendan, the manager, and Eddie, not the manager. Brendan, we're gonna have a truckload of these holiday cocktail napkins left over. Relax, Eddie. Even in March, they'll still wipe up a spilled Cosmopolitan. Well, we definitely overordered on the eggnog. That will not be pretty in March. New Year's Eve, Eddie. New Year's Eve. Plenty of partying and drinking to come. You think anyone's even gonna come in tonight? Just losers. And what does that make us? Employed. Um, what time are we closing? The usual. 2 a.m. on Christmas Eve? We're the only port in a storm for some poor schnooks. Come on, we should close early. The malls are closing at 5. I thought you wanted the money. Well, up to a point. And what point is that? I have a date tonight. Oh, a date? Oh, well, why didn't you say so? Then by all means, leave now. I can stay till 4. Thank you, Jesus. Look, just because I have a prospect, there's no reason for you to trot out your usual parade ring. Oh, I'm thrilled for you, Eddie. Four o'clock. Does that give you enough time to buy the perfect gift and get all dolled up in the perfect outfit? Yes, it does. I'll bet you have both all picked out. Yes, I do. It's none of your business. You'll make a pronouncement if I tell you. I like to think of it as quality control. My blue suede pants, blue turtleneck, and black Hugo Boss boots. What? The powdered blue turtleneck? (laughs) Yes. It's a little passive. Is that how you want to come off? Yes, and I'll be wearing a sign that says, I'm a doormat. (laughs) Brendan, I look good in it. Okay. So, what's the gift? Oh, no, I'm not telling. No, sir, no way, no how. Well, how well do you know this person? My God, you're giving this gift on the first date. It's not a first date. It's a second. (laughs) We had a great time on the first one. A mere week ago. And we've talked on the phone like a dozen times since. 
And it's a small gift. A diamond brooch? It's Christmas Eve, for Christ's sake. Pun intended. And it seems weird not to do a little something. And I thought about a bottle of wine, but he'd think I got it for free from here. And I thought about a card, but that seemed impersonal. So you got him a candy cane with a note that says, lick me. <laughs> you know, cynicism will get you only so far, young man. And being a hopeless romantic will get your heart stomped on every time. And I've got the tear-stained shoulder to prove it, Eddie. Oh, God. Maybe I overdid it with the gift. Come on. What did you get him? A book. Entitled? The Illustrated Rumi. It's a book of poems with this amazing artwork. And yes, it's a little hard to find. And I had to special order it. And yes, it's hopelessly romantic of me. But he said he loves to read. What? Gifts are often the reflection of those giving them. I want you to wear this. I want you to decorate your home with that. And he likes poetry and art. I know he's going to love this book. And I'm not just foisting it on him. I think. I hope. Damn. And at that moment, Trevor joins them. Hi, Eddie. Hi, Brendan. Merry Christmas. Hey, Trevor. Hey, Trev. You got it already? Right here. I was first in line when Brentano's opened. Of course, then I bought $50 worth of books for me. That's tacky on Christmas Eve, isn't it? Heck no. That's keeping the economy afloat. Thanks for picking it up. This is a great book. The artwork is amazing. See, Brendan? While I was standing in line, I was thrumming through it. Oh, I loved this one. This is a great poem. Come to the orchard in the spring. There is light and wine and sweethearts in the pomegranate flowers. If you do not come, these do not matter. If you do come, these do not matter. So romantic. <laughs> Thank you. I thought so. Point for Eddie. Got your evening wear all picked out? I did until the fashion police came along and made a citizen's arrest. If you're happy with your statement... What statement are you making? I look great in blue. Your powder blue turtleneck? Yes. <laughs> Excellent. I'm so envious. You're going for it, aren't you? I got tired of playing it safe. I'm diving into the deep end. Man, I wish I... Trevor, come on. You're great at meeting Oh, I'm great at meeting people. I'm terrible after that. Five minutes down the road and I'm a mess. I can't hear what they're saying over the voices in my head. I saw you at Philip's birthday party. You were right out there in the thick of it. Fifty people there, and 49 of them looked better than me. Could you please place a moratorium on people lifting weights in this city? And teeth whitening? Everyone's teeth are so white now, I feel as if I'm from Appalachia. <laughs> or Great Britain. Are they that bad? Ignore him. Anyway, good luck with your date. Let me know how it- And just then, Santa Claus enters, the one and only. Ho, ho, ho. Holy crap. Santa! <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Have you been good, little boys? That's us. <laughs> Speak for yourself. So, Santa's gay? Who knew? A red velvet ermine trim? Come on. Anything to drink, Santa? Maybe something for the reindeer? Oh, we're all fine. Which one of you lucky fellas is Brendan? Oh, <laughs> that would be me. Well, here's your gift. Merry Christmas. Brendan, geez, what if it's breakable? It's got to ride all the way from the North Pole in a sleigh. It can't be that delicate. 
ever the romantic. There's no tag. Who's it from, Santa? I'm just the delivery service, sorry. Open it, open it, we're dying of anticipation. I see he's not one to savor the wrapping job. Or save the paper. Cut to the chase, my motto. Oh Lord, it's theme night, a book of poetry. <laughs> by Mark Doty, who the hell is Mark Doty? Another romantic gesture though, it's definitely in the air. I want to take up poetry, broaden my horizons from number crunching all day. Trevor, you can't just take up poetry. <laughs> I meant read it, not write it. I'm not that much of a fool. So we don't know who it's from? No card. How chicken is that? Is it inscribed? Maybe there's something really sweet and touching inside. Oh, please. Well? Hey, I told you my gift and my clothing choices. Quid pro quo, Clarice, quid pro quo. Uh, uh, Brendan, um, I've also been contracted for the return trip to deliver um, any message back. So I'd be happy to pass along any sentiments to the giver. Well, isn't that cheeky? I'm feeling a little backed into a corner here. That's not a very nice thing to do on Christmas Eve. Um, you work here? Yeah. Can I have a Diet Coke, please? Diet? Santa, you need to do some bulking up. I can't afford to. And come January, it's back to my regular job, actor. Oh, actor! There's an original profession in this town. Second only to bartender. Here you go, Santa. Thanks. Uh, Brendan, the, the reply can be written or it can be verbal. I don't like being put on the spot. Mr. Poetry had maybe weeks or months to think up an answer about this, and I'm supposed to come up with a snappy answer and... Hey, Eddie, that's my gift. Ooh, there is an inscription. Thursday nights are a lot of fun because of you. It's the highlight of my week. Your clever way with words makes me smile. Your innuendos make me blush. Your big smile makes my knees go weak. How about a cup of coffee sometime? See you Thursday. Clearly he's no poet. He should have had Mark Doty write it for him. <laughs> Brendan, how about some tact? I call him like I see him. And a cup of coffee? I serve coffee all day. At least he didn't say, let's go for a drink. It's nice to have a secret admirer, and he made the effort, even if it isn't perfect. How do we know this person isn't a stalker? A stalker? You've taken a sweet gesture and turned it into the Fox 10 o'clock news. Excuse me, you got any peanuts? Sure, Santa. You know what, let him show his face. Be a man. Don't hide behind some anonymous gift. Is that your message back? Yeah, Santa, it is. Hold it. We're not letting it go out like that. We need to tidy it up. Oh, come on. If he sees me every Thursday night, he knows that I'm a guy who doesn't miss words. What's on Thursday nights? Maybe we can figure out who he is. Maybe you really like him, but don't recognize him yet. Thursday is game night. Nothing formal. Started a year ago, maybe. People play backgammon, Pictionary, Scrabble. It could be any one of a two dozen guys. Did you notice anyone in particular flirting with you? Everyone flirts with the bartender. It goes with the job. Why didn't he step up to the bar and ask me a few questions? You know, find out who I am instead of buying me a book of poetry by someone I've never heard of. Maybe he's scared and he's showing you who he is first. No, no. People want to make you into something you're not. They buy you gifts to get you to fit their idea of who they want you to be. Santa, back me up on this. Mm -mm. Come on. What's your message back gonna be? Thanks, but no thanks. You don't even know him. 
I've got work to do. You'll break it to him gently, right, Santa? Of course. I wish someone would buy me a book of poetry. Well, I certainly hope my gift goes over better tonight. I'm sure it will, Eddie. Thank you, Trevor. I'm sure you'll be fine. You know, I'm gonna start coming to Thursday nights here. Maybe I'll run into this poetry lover. That's the spirit. Great idea. Um, how much do I owe you for the drink? On the house, Santa. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas. I, I hope we find somebody more suited to you, Brendan. Yeah. Then Santa takes the Mark Doty book. Hey, where are you going with that? And hands it to Trevor. Uh, I usually sit in the corner there with the Scrabble group. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, um, okay, Brennan. Maybe I was chicken. I get to see the witty, sarcastic side of you all the time, which is fun, but I wanted to see if the poetry gift would show me another side of you. I, I, I guess it didn't. <laughs> Sorry to have bothered you. And with that, Santa exit. Oh, oh my, my god. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, Brendan, you tactless idiot. <laughs> Looks like you got yourself a date, Trev. Wow. Man. So, Brendan, what are we serving on the lunch menu today? Humble pie? <laughs> Looks like it. Man. So, okay if I leave it for? Sure. Have a good time, Eddie. Thank you. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> you better not cry. In tonight's production, Brenda was played by Eric Cooper, Eddie was played by Daryl Gilbo, and Trevor was played by Peter James Smith. Andy Ross played Santa, and Anne-Marie Hare was the narrator. Well, now that we're all kind of heated up, I think we need another holiday medley to chill us out. Chill. Yes. Chill. chill. <laughs> Sleigh bells ring, are you listening in the lane? Snow is glistening. A beautiful sight, I'm happy tonight Walking in a winter wonderland Gone away Wait a second, you're, you're happy with these things? Ringing bells? Glistening snow? They seem really harsh to me. You're being a little unidirectional, I think. I mean, you never even asked me what makes me happy. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Tracy. Uh, um, I, I feel kind of dumb. I, I think you need some better communication skills. You know, give and take. Consensus. Consensus? Here, this might help you. Gone away is the blue, which is my favorite color, but I'm willing to compromise, bird. Here to stay, but with no pressure to perform beyond his comfort zone, is the new bird. He sings or drums or dances or paints or sits in a circle and appreciates. Aww. Getting along in a process wonderland. Oh, Tracy, that's so great. Can I give it a try? Okay. In ergonomic space, we'll build a snow friend and project that he, she's on the other team. He, she'll say, are you married? We'll say, don't define our love. But if we ever decide to be, you're the human we would see. Later on. 
later on sitting dialogue discussing Freud around the Yulog world without issues a word we might misuse we're getting along in a PC wonderland I totally hear ya getting along in a process wonderland how is that working for you yeah! I really can't stay. Liza, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. But Liza, it's cold outside. Oh, this evening has been. Been hoping that you'd so very nice. I'll hold your hands, they're just like a sister will be suspicious. Gosh, your lips look delicious. My brother will be there at the door. Waves upon a tropical shore. My maiden aunt's mind is vicious. Gosh, your lips are delicious. Maybe just a cigarette more. Never such a blizzard. <sighs> the neighbors might think. But Liza, it's bad out there. Say, what's in this drink? No caps to be had out there. Your eyes are like stars You break the spell I'll take your hat Your hair looks swell I'd like to say no, no, no Mind if I'm moving close At least I'm gonna say that I try What's the sense of heart in my pride? I really can't stay Liza, don't hold out Baby, it's cold Snowman had to hurry on his way, but he 
Winter Wonderland in the beginning with Deanne McBride and Tracy Stark. Baby, it's cold outside with Alan Cumming and one name only, Liza. <laughs> Finishing with Frosty the Snowman from the one and only Justin Vivian Bond. And that does it for us tonight. What a fantastic show. How fun. I'm in the Christmas spirit now. I know I am too, but yes. I think thanks are due to tonight's director, Michelle Marie Gilkerson, yes. and our social media maven, John Dyer the Fifth. We're going to close with a song from my favorite singer, Elvez. Yes. Celebrating Hanukkah. It's his spin on dreidel. Happy Chris Kwanzaa, Happy Hansa Festivals. Happy holidays. Festivals. Happy holidays, guys. Happy holidays. <laughs> Oh, Dre, 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 Dre,